You're listening to Radio Influence. Why, Crusher, it's good to see you. You're listening to Crush Performance with the Crusher, Jeff Crushell. Get in on the talent grid and text Crush at 10 12 60 with your questions, comments, or smart-ass remarks. And good day, everybody. Well, a very, very interesting time in the world of sport, as we all know. Sport is shut down top to bottom virtually around the world from our pro leagues right down to our grassroots level. No practices, no camps, no seasons, all suspended until the dust settles and we figure out how to move on safely. A very interesting time. I am Jeff Crushell, the con man's behind the glass and this is Crush Performance, your weekly source for performance information. If you want to get in touch with us, please do reach out. Crushperformance.com is the website. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Crush and on Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. You can search out Crush Performance and we will hook you up there. All right. Well, so what are we going to do? Our sports are shut down. We're not able to practice with our teams uh, at every single level. We can't just sit around. We have to turn this into something that is going to work for us. We cannot let this work against us. And I think the best way to do it is sort of to adapt sort of a philosophy that we have with our injured athletes. What an opportunity it is. Despite the downside of the injury and not being able to compete and play at the time, we always try to frame an injury situation as an opportunity to do things and work on things that you wouldn't normally work on if you were able to compete and play and contribute to your team or your goals and objectives in sport. And it's a powerful mindset. And I think, boy, if we could all sort of take this mindset on right now, because the landscape has instantly changed before our eyes, much like an injury, um, this could be a really big opportunity for everybody. So I'm at our local rec center the other night, and our girls have made our U17 uh, girls soccer team, my daughter's soccer team that I coach. Um, qualified for provincials, a big thing. It's like state championships, you know, provincial championships. And it's postponed, of course, and rightfully so. Uh, We're at the rec center the other day and little league baseball camps are getting their indoor preseason camps going. I uh, was lucky enough to sit and talk with a group of 11 and 12 year olds who were just getting ready for their throwing programs. And they've been shut down. And so what are we going to do in the meantime? Well, let's look at this as an opportunity. It doesn't matter what level of sport you play, what sport you're playing, we can frame this up to be an opportunity. And we're going to be posting a bunch of really, really cool things on our Instagram, on our Facebook, on our Twitter. You can follow me again, at Jeff Crush. On Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, you can follow us Just search out Crush Performance. But small space drills, small area drills. It might have nothing to do with your sport. One of the first things we always talk to our athletes about early in the offseason, especially if it's a new athlete coming into our programs, do you know how to juggle? Now, I have to confess, I'm not a great juggler. I don't practice enough as I should. But learning how to juggle lights up parts of your brain 
that can really, really influence your ability to learn and perform in your sport. Even if you're a recreational athlete, weekend warrior, just playing for fun, or if you're aging a little bit, (laughs) we're all aging a little bit, taking on a new activity like learning how to juggle is so, so good for your mind. Leave alone the implications and the benefits to sport. So I'm going to encourage everybody to take this opportunity. We are shut down. So let's take it as an opportunity to work on things we wouldn't normally work on. For the baseball players out there, the little league baseball players, our pro guys, they need to stay ready. This season's going to start, everybody. I'm positive. I'm going to keep a positive mindset here. It's going to start. Let's keep you ready, but not just stay ready. Let's get you even better. Let's develop you as an athlete. Let's do something that's going to help you become a better player so when the season does start and we start getting into our throwing programs and our preseason work again, you're at a higher level of readiness. How cool would that be? It could be vision drills. It could be uh, coordination, eye-hand coordination drills. It could be posture. It could be shoulder work, core work. It could be very, very simple, small space things that you can do in your bedroom or in your basement or get rid of your parents' cars out of your garage. It could be a wall outside. Tennis ball drills for every single sport. Our soccer girls, you know, just doing small area juggling drills, even inside your bedroom while you're talking on the phone um, or, or down in the basement. Or if you do have a wall, just passing to yourself off the wall. There are so many things you can do to help you develop as an athlete that can then help you become a better player. This is a great opportunity, everybody. Everybody around the world, listen to me. Let's harness this and do it. We're going to be posting a bunch of stuff starting today. We're going to be posting, and hopefully in the next week, we're actually going to be videotaping some drills for athletes, regardless of what sport you're in. And I'm going to encourage you to do this. If you have a drill that you like to do, whether it's a stick handling drill, a puck drill, a baseball drill, soccer drill, lacrosse drill it could be volleyball basketball if you have something you can do in close quarters hey send me a little video of it we will post it and you can share it with everybody and i'm just going to encourage everybody to get better let's get better speaking of that a really big show today so just before major league baseball announced that they are canceling spring training games rightfully so and they're delaying the start of the major league season rightfully so And they're postponing the World Baseball Classic Qualifier Tournament that's happening in Arizona, rightfully so. Just before all the announcements came down, we actually uh, were able to organize a fantastic conversation with Angus Monkford, who's the VP of High Performance for the Toronto Blue Jays. I want to play this um, interview with you, even though baseball's sort of been suspended, because this is about... The changing landscape of player development, especially in the game of baseball, as we get hyped up for the season. And it's coming, everybody. So really, really great conversation coming up on the show with Angus about how player development is changing and how quickly it's changing. And a lot of that has to do with the changing landscape of sport, analytics, sport science, and the things we now know about training and developing athletes. And keeping up with the times, the Blue Jays are making a massive commitment Over $100 million spent on their new facility down in Dunedin, Florida. It's 115,000 square feet of pure player performance. I can't wait to get down there to see it. 
And uh, it's going to be exciting to talk to Angus and hear what he has to say about the Blue Jays' approach to to player development. Now, he comes from a very interesting background. You know, we talk about multi-sport athletes and how important it is for athletes to to play as many sports as long as possible as they're developing. Well, Angus comes from a real interesting multi-sport background as well with a classic training in, in psychology as his PhD in sports psychology, but he spent a lot of time over in England where he's from, but also at the IMG Academy in Bradenton where he was exposed to a number of different sports, which is so great for a performance specialist. And to have that perspective of the different sports and what you learned from the different sports when you do something like Angus, all of a sudden focus in on baseball or you become the performance director for an NFL football team or whether it's an NHL team or whether it's a developmental league. You have all of this great knowledge from other sports that now you can apply. It just broadens the perspective. It increases your range like the Epstein book that's out right now that talks about Everything we talk about on the show. It's a great read, by the way. But we're going to have a great conversation with Angus and about their commitment to player development. Now, their internal mantra is get better every day. And that's what I'm going to encourage everybody to do in this shutdown of sport where we're basically on our own. Yes, hey, listen, it would be great. You have to be careful now. But it would be great to see the 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 streets shut down because of street hockey and pickup games. And it'd be great to see kids just going down and having fun at the ballpark or the local park, throwing the baseball around or kicking the soccer ball around or or, or throwing the lacrosse ball around. Whatever it is, get out there and get better. We have to do it. What an opportunity this is. And again, we frame it with our athletes all the time. When we have an injury... We immediately look at it as an opportunity. Okay, what can we do depending on the injury and depending on the severity of the injury? But when that athlete is cleared and ready to be active, we do everything in our power to help that athlete improve and get better, probably in areas that they might never get to address if they're healthy. This is such a huge opportunity. I'm going to encourage you guys. Now, listen to me carefully. If you have questions, if you're in a sport, if you have a young athlete, for example, who's a baseball player, a hockey player, a football player, where their leagues have been shut down, volleyball, there are so many things you can do to improve your athletic ability, your athletic prowess, to round you out, to increase your adaptability, to improve your coachability. So when sport does return and it's going to return, you're in a better place in a much better place. Little things like just getting in shape. How much time have you spent working on your cardiovascular performance? And I'm not talking about running marathons here, but here's here's a very important fact and a very important concept when it comes to sport performance. Recovery is king. And I'm not talking about sleep. Sleep's our number one priority. Everything we build in our performance programs is designed around quality sleep and how much sleep you can get, but also the amount of recovery you can get and the amount of recovery you need in relationship to the volume and the intensity of the work you're doing. And a lot of that recovery depends on your level of readiness right now before you even start training. If you have a good cardiovascular base, At a cellular level, you are in a better position to recover. You will recover quicker than somebody who's not in good shape. So what does getting in shape mean? Is it high intensity intervals? Is it it doing long, easy runs? Well, there's an art form here and depending where you're at and depending what your training history is, that has to be done accordingly. Write to us. 
we will help you define that. But I will tell you right now, if nothing else, over this period of shutdown, if nothing else, what a great opportunity to get out and ride your bike, swim some laps if your local pools stay open, but get out and run, get out and run, run, run. And when we talk about getting in shape, we talk about this whole concept of perceived exertion. There's something, there's a cool little um, um, scale called the Borg's scale of perceived exertion. And there's a number of them out there. But regardless, we like to get our athletes uh, in, a, in, a, in a 1 to 10 sort of scale of effort, where 10 is 100% effort. If you were to run as fast as you can right now, that would be a number 10 sprint. Which is different if I asked you to run as hard as you could for one mile. That would be a different 10 than a fastest sprint if you get what I'm saying. But if we look at trying to improve cardiovascular fitness, we like to operate around that 7 range. That 7 range. So we want to be running 10 to 15 minutes at around a 7. Where you're actually causing the body to adapt and change and causing some stress on the body. Now, let me ask, tell you this right now. If you're out there and you haven't been conditioning, make sure you're ready for that type of training. But all I'm saying is what an opportunity. Outside of that, learning how to juggle. Simple vision drills you can do indoors. Uh, closed space, puck handling drills, tennis ball work. We're going to be posting all these videos online. Again, uh, crushperformance.com is the website on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're going to be posting a bunch of stuff as well. You can search out Crush Performance there and on Twitter, at Jeff Crush. So it's going to be a lot of fun as we wade through this new landscape that we've been throwing at as we manage through the coronavirus pandemic that's sweeping the world. And um, on that note, how great has sport been in sort of taking control and understanding the situation? So great to see. And for the big picture in protecting those people who are vulnerable to the coronavirus, a very, very important move. And the fact that it's done and it's happened, all we can do is look at the opportunities here. And I promise you, the opportunities are vast for athletes, regardless of your sport, regardless of your level of competition, and regardless of what you're trying to do. I'm going to encourage everybody again to let's figure out what we can do to help you improve as an athlete. So when the sport starts again, when sports starts again, you can go back and be an even better player. All right. And there's going to be so many things you're, we're going to be able to do. Coming up after the break, we're going to get to our conversation that we had with Angus uh, just before MLB shut down spring training and delayed the season. It's a great conversation about player development. We're really excited about that. Later in the show, I'm going to get back to a promise I made a few weeks ago. I really haven't covered it the way I wanted to, but we're going to look at some of the numbers from Major League Baseball, the performance numbers from 2019 and why baseball is changing so much. The fastest changing sport, I believe. Uh, in the sporting landscape, and we're going to look at what you need to do to get ready for the season. It's a balance of volume and intensity, especially when we look at the throwing motion. The throwing motion might be one of the most complex movements in all of sport, especially with the volume and the repetitive, repetitive nature of practice and playing the game of baseball. But going unchecked, I'm telling you right now, Throwing a baseball is certainly one of the most dangerous movements in all of sport when we talk about risk of injury. What can you do to get ready for your season and reduce your risk of injury? I want to cover it today, right after the conversation with Angus. So stick around, everybody. We got a big episode of Crush Performance continuing right after this. 
gentlemen, have you heard about Roan? If not, you're really missing out. Roan is a men's performance lifestyle and premium activewear brand engineered for unparalleled quality and comfort. They're an absolute necessity for guys on the go. It doesn't matter if you're training in the gym or jumping on international flights. They're the new go-to men's clothing brand. And the Roan's Communal Collection is the superhero version of your everyday workwear. Offering everything from pants, dress shirts, polos, and vests, Roan is obsessive about clothing that's lightweight, comfortable, and wrinkle-free. And the commuter collection is made to make Mondays feel like Fridays with a carefree maintenance, total comfort, and effortless style. And just like the players at spring training, there are no days off. And if you're like me, it doesn't matter if it's the weekend or a weekday, there's always something going on. And if you want to put a little pep in your step this spring, there's nothing like clothes that fit right, feel comfortable, and look great. For me, spring with Roan is the guru pant and the vertex full zip top. I can wear them at the office, coaching in the gym, or on those long cross-Atlantic flights. Comfortable, classy, and professional. I love these clothes, and I'd love you guys to experience them too. So guys, here's the deal we put together for you. Go to roan.com slash crush today and use the promo code crush to get 20% off your first purchase. That's roan, R-H-O-N-E dot com slash crush with a K, promo code crush to get 20% off. And when you're at the Roan website, take a minute and hit the Our Story button. Behind Roan's great clothing is a great story. Check it out and remember. Remember to use the promo code CRUSH. Forever forward, gentlemen. More Crush Performance coming right up. This is Crush Performance, your weekly source for sport performance and athletic development information with Jeff Crushell. Get in the action and text CRUSH at 101260 with your questions, comments, or smart-ass remarks. And welcome back to Crush Performance, everybody. Jeff Crushell here, the con man behind the glass. We're your weekly source for performance information. If you want to get in touch with us, reach out. Crushperformance.com is the website. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Crush, and on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Check out Crush Performance, and we will hook you up with the world of performance. Well, the world of sport has been literally shut down, and for good reason, as we all know. So what do we do in the meantime? Well, from top to bottom, we're pretty much on our own. There's no team practices, right down to Little League, right up to pros. There is no camps. There's no preseason baseball. We still, though, have to look at this as an opportunity. Much like when our athletes get injured, we look at it as an opportunity to do things we wouldn't normally do if the games were going on. So regardless of your sport and regardless of the level of sport you're competing in, let's look at this as an opportunity to get better. And speaking about getting better. There's one organization that is incredibly dedicated to this. And with baseball just on the fringe of happening, and if the dust settles and everything's cleared, we're looking forward to getting baseball underway. But the Toronto Blue Jays have made a massive, massive commitment to player development. Their motto, their internal organizational mantra is get better every day. And they're working to make that happen. Just before Major League Baseball announced the cancellation of spring training and the delay of the start of the season, we spoke with Angus Monkford, the VP of High Performance for the Toronto Blue Jays, about the Blue Jays model, their commitment to player development, and their incredible new facility. Here's our conversation with Angus. And we're joined now by Angus Mugford, the VP of High Performance for the Toronto Blue Jays. Angus, thanks so much for joining us. I know it's a very busy time right now uh, as we're well into spring training. Right. We're only just a couple weeks left before Major League team leaves and 
and a couple of weeks after that for minor league too. So we're we're definitely in the thick of it. Thanks for thanks for having me. No, our pleasure for sure. And uh, what a great timing as well. A very exciting time in the world of Blue Jay fans and the Blue Jay organization. Uh, but before we get to that, you know, when you and I first met, you were into just off of your first year of a very very uh, intense time with the Blue Jays, turning around with with new leadership at the top. You came in to sort of help reconstruct the player development program. Maybe give us a little bit about your background and how you came to be with the Blue Jays. It's a pretty interesting story. You bet. I'll, I'll try and keep it short, but um, I, I actually did my PhD in sports psychology, so I was fascinated by the mental and emotional side of, of uh, performance and, and wellness, and, and I was lucky enough to spend um, the first 12 years of my career outside of my PhD at the IMG Academy in Florida here, so exposed to a ton of elite junior sports, um, you know, largely tennis and golf, but evolved very quickly for me into um, helping with the uh, preparation for the NFL Combine um, and a lot of professional athletes across the NBA, MLB. And ironically, you know, even a few years working intensively with the military special operations community. And, and so, you know, all of those things come together, I think, for me evolved from really focusing from the mental side of performance to how do we get a team of experts, you know, from physical, medical, nutrition, mental coaches, all working around the individual needs of that player. And I think that ended up becoming a, a strength and an area of passion. And as timing would have it, you know, Mark Shapiro and at that time the Cleveland Indians who are you know well known for their emphasis on development as a you know small market team looking for competitive edge you know where free agency dollars aren't quite as easy to come by as, as other teams and Mark and I were incredibly well aligned uh, both from a values based approach but also on the opportunity in a sport like baseball um, and while I, the, the accent probably gives away the fact I didn't grow up with baseball you know coming from England originally. Um, I was very attracted to the scale, you know, and, and the natural development focus in baseball that, you know, you have 250 minor league players funneling up towards the major league um, environment. And, uh, and that was really compelling, um, you know, compared to NFL, where I probably had more experience and roots. Um, but uh, but I think in the NFL and NBA, we see such a heavy scouting bias. You know, if a player doesn't develop within one year, or maybe two, that they're quicker to cut the cord and, and uh, focus on the next next man standing. So I think for me, that, that gravity towards development of a system and that it was holistic, you know, from not just the mental, which is my background, but, but into how do we take... Uh, all the pieces of the puzzle and, and help each individual athlete be the best they can be. So, um, like you said, that it was quite a paradigm shift, even for baseball, you know, who are focused on development. It was a big shift. And so managing that, that change across the last four years and now entering my fifth has been definitely, I think, one of the most fun and challenging hard but really positive experiences i've had so oh, i know great quite stuff. a lot quite a lot there sorry about that <laughs> yeah no 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 that's fine and, and it's a it's a fascinating perspective as well because um coming from that img academy <clears throat> which was very unique and forward thinking at the time i mean they really were sort of uh one of the i guess industry 
game changers when it came to sort of that holistic approach to to athlete development. Uh, of course, my background is through the Canadian Olympic programs where, you know, of course, that uh, multi-sport professional team approach is, is sort of ingrained in, in that culture. But it's really great to see it sort of trickling down. And to have your background coming from multiple sports is such, you know, Angus, we talk so much right now about um, the downside of early specialization in sport. And, you know, when it comes to the professionals as well, having that background in multiple sports um, and at the developmental level now where you sit, at, you know, with Major League Baseball overseeing a performance program for a club, um, that bodes well as well for the professionals who aren't just players. That, that multi-sport approach sort of um, is true across the landscape. Yeah, I think one of the opportunities we saw, and, and again, my values alignment with Mark and, and Ross Atkins to our GM, is the is the emphasis on learning, right? You know, we're all looking for a competitive advantage. And, you know, it's been popularized somewhat recently by uh, Dave Epstein with his book Range, you know, and looking at, at cognitive or thought diversity. And while deep expertise is important in something like baseball or, or even strength and conditioning or nutrition, um, you know, often innovation comes around the edges, right? It actually comes from other industries and, and places outside to, to shift paradigms and to bring new thought. Um, so we've definitely been fortunate to embrace, um, you know, diverse hiring. And, you know, the, the, the challenge with that, of course, is, is creating alignment too, right? And creating common language and, and processes around that. But, um, but that's been, you know, a big part of our commitment to learning, which for us is our mission statement, get better every day. Um, which as cheesy as that sounds, it's actually, you know, how does that come to life, you know, in terms of uh, each individual thinking about what they could do just a little bit better or us learning from mistakes or even just looking at, at the field and how we can evolve. So, it's, you know, I think that diversity is really, is really helpful. No question about it. We're talking with Angus Mugford, the VP of High Performance for the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, of course, you know, the Cleveland Indians back in the day, they were uh, cutting edge as it, it gets. I remember going into their uh, uh, weight room uh, as a visiting team and looking at their hyperbaric chambers and their stair climbers and their treadmills in the chamber and, you know, all the founds and all the... They were one of the first teams, I believe, to have a, a fairly structured vision program. So they were on the cutting edge right from the get-go. Uh, so, you know... Mark seeing that and I stepping into the Blue Jays and, and seeing this whole thing come together is really interesting. In my time, Angus, way, way back in the day before you guys were there, you know, just to give a, a little perspective, you know, we had the truck come down from Toronto with all of the equipment and we would set up a weight room in the outdoor batting cages <laughs> outside the outside the Major League Clubhouse. And then we would take over the um, the grounds crew shed and make that into a modified sort of little weight room as well with no air conditioning. Uh, those are the days. But you know what? Regardless Regardless of that, we still got some really, really cool things done. But isn't it fascinating, Angus, even just in your five years, certainly in the last 10 years, how much the approach to player development has changed? It's very, very exciting times for sport. Oh, 100%. And yeah, even in my short period here at the, at the Jays and, and just seeing across the industry how in the last four years things have changed. Um, when you look at the integration of technology and, you know, clearly analytics and um, the Moneyball approach is, is well documented, but mostly that was about you know free agent and player acquisition. And I think the shift we're seeing now is that that focus is is on development and just as much. So to see technologies like uh, Repsodo or 
uh, Chuckman start to impact the way that you know pitching coaches and and you know position player coaches are starting to talk, um, and the skills you know needed around that is, is and and at all levels right too you know high school and college now you're seeing guys moving from that space and, and being hired in the pro world, which really didn't happen before. So I think it's a really exciting paradigm shift, and now now people are trying to make sense of it right, and and how do we actually work together, and and uh, so it's. A little bit of an arms race, which is exciting to be a part of. Yeah, no, it certainly is. And I like your concept there and the, your comment about, you know, it's gone from uh, player acquisition and player evaluation into player learning. Now the data and the analytics and all the technology is really giving us another angle to help our athletes learn at another level. And again, that's pushing things forward as well. Yeah, 100%. And, and that is, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to hire um, Dr. Dara Harris uh, as my assistant director who... It's coming from the field of medicine, um, where she was responsible for helping uh, teach um, uh, interns, residents, and faculty on on learning. So she's a really a learning and training specialist. And I think for her to bring kind of a human-centered design approach to how we're problem-solving and doing things here has been a game-changer. And I think as while, while we can easily get distracted and pulled into technology, I think actually when we're we're trying to think about the human first uh, aspect of that and how we're interacting with technology, how we're communicating together, how each individual brain is processing uh, around this stuff, there's actually a lot of low-hanging fruit when it comes to that. Yeah, I agree. Angus, and you know, you, we talk about Dr. Harris and, of course, coming off of International uh, Women's Day. I think it's really, really exciting. I'm a father of three daughters. It's really, really exciting to see uh, women infiltrate sports at the highest level now, coaching, scouting, front office, medicine. They, they've, they've always had an impact, but it's, it's great to see that um, there's a bit more presence of, of the ladies around and the impact they're having on sport as well, and the Blue Jays are no stranger to that. Yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, it's a mixed bag, right? Because I think you know, while we have eight females just in our high-performance department, um, it's it's also kind of sad to me that eight is is still you know a small percentage of our bigger um, bigger outfit. So I think I'm very proud that we are leading the charge. But man, we should be doing a lot better than this. Yeah. So, um, but I think that it's also been fun to hear, you know, from someone like Dara, who I respect tremendously, talk about how um, this has been the most positive environment that she's ever been a part of. You know, so. To have you know someone who's got such great experiences across so many domains, and especially in medicine, for her to feel as welcomed and as positive as uh, she has is a is a really good signal. Um, but I think the world of baseball and pro sports still got a long ways to go um, from that standpoint. Yep, agreed, agreed. But we're moving forward, which is exciting. We're talking with Angus Mugford, the VP of High Performance for the Toronto Blue Jays. Angus, let's get down to the meat and potatoes here. Something that we're very passionate about, and I certainly have been perplexed by this over uh, the last number of years, um, the injury rates in baseball. Not just professional baseball, Angus, but even at the developmental levels, we're seeing a, a massive shift in in the number of injuries, and it's it's not going down. Despite everything that we know and everything that we're doing to protect and prepare our athletes, injury rates seem to rise. And, of course, people start talking about uh, the throwing velocities and the throwing volumes, but also uh, going back to our earlier conversation about specialization, that is certainly 
in the mix. Um, so if we could have a maybe, you know, we have lots of parents listening. We have lots of coaches and athletes listening here today. Um, if we were just sort sort of to um, talk shop around injury and injury prevention, uh, what is what is the stance you guys have right now, or or what do you see in the big picture, Angus, that we can all be doing collectively? Maybe just start putting this trend in the right direction and decreasing protecting our our, our athletes. Gosh, I mean, you have the easy questions lined up, right? Um, <laughs> well, and I, I know, I know, the reality is it's multifactorial, yeah. right? And I think um, there are so many complicating factors. But, um, you know, having had my experience with, uh, you know, youth and junior athletes at IMG, you know, being heavily involved in the scouting and, and um, you know, getting a better understanding of, of, you know, that acquisition world, you know, there is no question that early specialization is, you know, is a threat and a danger to long-term health. And it's funny that, you know, Canada really is leading the world in that space. You know, we're looking at long team, uh, long term athlete uh, development, mm-hmm. and and I realize that uh, for, for us, even our scouting is part of the problem. Right? Is that we are rewarding, you know, high v low uh, with pitchers and um, and things that really help players stand out at an early age, and of course that encourages, um, you know, whether it's summer ball or or other, you know. Um, players to really start focusing their uh, their game around that too so you know you can understand how it happens but you know the research is also evident that um, that diversity is important so places like IMG can be a mixed bag because certainly um, you know they make their money from from specialization um, but I will say I think that the quality strength coaches and performance coaches around also do a good job of of movement literacy, right, and and being able to develop, you know, uh, comprehensive skills. But, you know, one of the areas that we're spending a lot of our time now is as simple as it seems is is around workload management and and not just what's happening in game, but also trying to get a better understanding of what's happening before the game and after the game, um, and and really trying to find out what matters, right, and. There are no well. While there are some rules of thumb, um, you know, every individual is responding differently too. So we're trying to get to grips with you know better scalable measurement so that we can understand how individuals are responding, and that can be really difficult to do if you're a you know 15 year old um, you know player from Alberta and you know you've got um, different things that you're you're trying to do and. You know, so we're we're conscious of the complexity and how hard it is, but um, but I think paying attention to you know to volume especially um, and embracing diversity where you can are, are key elements of that. Yeah, no, it's a very very important conversation. We're seeing it across the board in every single sport. Major League Baseball has sort of you know traditionally been slow to react to things. I think they're one of the fastest moving sporting organizations right now, and uh, some really interesting moves they've made. Angus and actually, I'm I'm very excited about, and I've been really uh, looking forward to, to asking you and talking to you about this. But the extra off days added last year, I think, were just so, so needed. And then the extra roster spot this year. This is going to change the dynamic quite a bit, all in the name of player and athlete health. I think these are two really, really important moves for Major League Baseball. Definitely. And I think one of the things you're seeing, too, and I mean, the next CBA is going to be interesting just to resolve, you know, the paradigm shift around contracts. But but one of the things you're seeing in the CBA, too, is that players are asking for more um, about their 
their support and their wellness. So they're asking for better food provision, right? They're asking for access to dietitians and to mental coaches. And so I think there is a massive move towards, um, you know, health and longevity and, and quality of care, which is really exciting. And teams mm-hmm. are investing in that. Um, but, you know, it, it will be interesting to see how the, the rule changes affect things. And unfortunately, in the last couple of years, we've been the, somewhat the victims of circumstance too around, you know, some of the pitching health issues. And, um, you know, so I think that will be, that will be interesting to see how some of that plays out. And of course, for us, the September roster being, um, being uh, reduced in size too, it's going to be interesting to see how that impacts, um, things towards the, the off season and, and uh, you know hopefully for us now um more shots and longer uh years going into the postseason too yeah no question about it no interesting times for sure and very very exciting times down in Dunedin uh Angus listen there is 115,000 square feet of pure player development territory down there and what an exciting time this new complex is uh for the organization but for sport as well i think this is sending a shot across the bow uh what you guys are all about i can't i i'm not gonna lie to you i'm a little bit jealous man because this is one of the most exciting things i've seen maybe in sport in a long long time congratulations first of all but let's talk about this incredible new facility wow is all i can say it, yeah, I I am pinching myself. I mean, you, the construction is is still underway, so we're not actually going to move in until August. But like you said, I mean, just for context, if you look at the the weight room alone, um, you know, we are we're managing and being as resourceful as we can. We have an incredible staff here, but we have a two thousand square foot uh, weight room, you know, with you know two hundred plus players who kind of navigate that. But we're going to be moving into uh, a 10,000 square foot weight room with an additional 14,000 square feet of different um, turf areas. So, you know, just in terms of space, that's a, a game changer. But I think philosophically, you know, for Mark Shapiro and Rogers and, and Ross, one of the great things was that they were really wanting to take time to make sure that we were thinking about the human-centered part of the design. Mm. So literally from the player walking into the facility to, you know, uh, walking out at the end of the day, how could we help design the flow that maximizes the, the interactions they have to help them make good decisions from their day of preparing to getting the work done and competing and then recovering? Like every step of that day was really thought through. Um, so like to have the chance to, to be, you know, have a seat at the table and, and talk through all of those things was was incredible. So I'm sure we've got plenty of things wrong too, but I think we all understand it will take us a year to learn how to use it properly. Right. But, um, but I think our intent and the focus on, you know, collaboration, creating, you know, we looked at places like Google and, you know, the military to uh, other, you know, the Minnesota Vikings was a really intriguing visit to see yes. what they've done. Like, so really trying to learn from others so that we could, um, we could really try and put our best foot forward and, and like you said, not just be, you know, um, a difference maker relative to anyone in baseball, but, but actually in pro sports too is, was the aspiration behind that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing here because I'm still just in awe of this place, you know, coming, going from uh, taking over the grounds crew shed with rusty old weight equipment to this new cutting edge, beautiful facility that's geared around player health. 
player performance, but also human development as well. Angus, such an exciting time. I cannot wait, hopefully, at some point to get down and maybe see the facility and uh, talk to you guys a bit more about everything you're doing. But listen, I I really, really appreciate the conversation today. Really important points being made, and I will look forward to communicating more in the future, Angus. Thanks so much for this. Awesome. Thanks so much for the opportunity, and uh, appreciate it. All right, there you have it. A great conversation with Angus Mugford, the VP of High Performance for the Toronto Blue Jays. Just a fantastic discussion and a lot of insight in there in terms of where player development is going. And I think you could probably extrapolate this beyond baseball. Now, this conversation we had with Angus just before... MLB announced the cancellation of spring training and the delay of the start of the Major League season. So it'll be interesting to follow up with the Blue Jays and our other friends in Major League Baseball to see how they're handling the shutdown, but also how they're going to manage getting players ready for when they do return to play. Hey, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about getting you ready so you can't practice. So team camps have been shut down. What are you going to do? to stay ready and get prepared for when baseball does happen. We'll talk about what you need to do right after this on Crush Performance. This is Crush Performance. If you have questions, comments, or smart remarks, write to us at crushperformance.com. And welcome back, everybody. Hey, thanks for hanging on over the break. Listen, if you have any questions, comments, smart-ass remarks, hey, let us know. Crushperformance.com is the website. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Crush and reach out to us. Info at Crush Performance is the email. We answer every single question that we get. If you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to look into, let us know. We may dedicate a segment or an entire episode to your idea. And we're here to help. That being said, great conversation with Angus Mugford. Again, that conversation happened early in the week, just before Major League Baseball announced the cancellation of spring training games and the delay of the regular season. But I wanted to play that discussion because it really does reflect how we're approaching and the great changes that we're seeing in our approach to player development. The Blue Jays are right there. We always have been. I was the first minor league strength coach for the Toronto Blue Jays. And what a treat that was for a young pro as a young pro for me. It couldn't have been better to be able to step in and build an entire organizational program from scratch. Wow, such a treat. And then moving up to the big leagues and helping the entire organization move forward and prosper. Uh, We had an open book Uh, right from day one. The Blue Jays have always been progressive. But what they're doing now, as I said to Angus, I can't lie. I am a little bit jealous because, boy, oh, boy, this is going to be special. We're talking about laboratories. We're talking about 10,000 square foot weight rooms. We're talking about recovery. We're talking about science going on inside. And most importantly, this all revolves around the Blue Jays mantra of get better every day and athlete learning which is ultimately what it's all about. Such a great, great conversation. I want to thank Angus for that one again. Hey, if you want to go back, you can get that podcast. You can get it on our podcast. Uh, You can get it. uh, Just go to crushperformance.com. It will be posted there. But uh, conversation worthy of sharing. Now, if you're involved in baseball, it just gives you a really good idea of how much things are changing. And Angus kind of alluded to it in the conversation. One of the drivers behind this great change has been the focus on analytics and data, which started out as player evaluation. How do we find those diamonds in the rough? How do we find the players that might have the talent or who are expressing the potential to play and represent in the highest level of the game? Well, 
all those analytics can, you know, they sort of spawned out of the Moneyball era are now being used on the performance side of thing. And it's a beautiful trend. Why wouldn't we use these numbers? And again, Major League Baseball is one of those organizations that redlined this whole thing. Oh man, they saw something shiny, cool, and new that was definitely going to be an advantage, and it was redlined. Everybody was all in, almost to a fault. It went way too far. Some organizations and 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 uh, scouting departments still are way, way too far on the science and analytics side because there's an art to this thing. But for the most part, we're starting to recalibrate it now. And what the Blue Jays are doing uh, is sort of leading the way. We see great programs going on with the Houston Astros, okay, despite all the garbage there. And they're never going to live that down, ever. The old sign-stealing incident. But outside of that, their player development stuff, they're really, really smart. The Kansas City Royals, the Pittsburgh Pirates, really small. Smaller market teams who really rely on player development to drive the success of their organizations. The Yankees have never spared the, the, the have never spared a dollar or a dime on, on player development, player support. The Boston Red Sox are probably one of the more sciencey teams. Of course, they have huge ties, the same over ownership as Liverpool, right? Uh, uh, Mr. Henry owns uh, Liverpool in the European soccer leagues uh, and the science uh, in the soccer world, it's driven by science. And that's sort of leaked over into the Red Sox. There's a lot of sharing between those two organizations. The Red Sox have a huge science-based approach to the sport and they have for quite a long time. And as teams look for the advantage, um, this is where it's going to be. And it comes down to Angus has got such a great approach, learning. Player learning. Well, that being said, despite all of this, the injury rates are still on the rise in baseball. And we talk about this all the time because, it's, listen, it's one of our biggest concerns. Coming up next week, we got a fantastic discussion. It's framed around baseball, but everybody in sport is going to want to hear this conversation as uh, we're, we'll be joined by crush favorite Jamie Reed, who is a senior director of medical operations for the Texas Rangers. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about, you know, keeping players healthy and what we're up against in baseball. We're going to talk about weighted ball programs, balancing volume and intensity, but we're going to also look at the bigger picture, the scope of athlete development in sport in general. It's going to be a great, great, powerful conversation. I can't wait for that one. It's coming up next week on Crush Performance uh, to follow up this fantastic conversation with Angus. And one of the things as young players get ready for the season, okay, I know that everything's on delay. From the big leagues right down to the grassroots, everything's on hold. No team practices, no preseason camps. So players are on their own. So if you're a young player out there, if you're a professional player, you know, here's some of the things you can think about doing. Cardiovascular performance. Let's look at this as an opportunity, this shutdown in sport. Okay, we can't play our games like we normally would. Much like when our athletes get injured, let's use it as an opportunity or view it as an opportunity to do things we wouldn't normally do. And one of the big things for, for, for throwing athletes, especially baseball players, is balancing the number of throws with the intensity of throws. If you throw harder than the average for your age, whether you're 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, 18 years of age, you're going to need more recovery than players that don't throw as hard as you. So two things. One, players that throw harder can throw less. They need to throw less. All right. And players that throw harder are going to need more time to recover between hard throwing sessions, which would be pitching off the mound um, or playing multiple games or 
in terms of practicing. Listen, the throws in practice count. The throws in warm-up count for baseball players. And we have to be conscious of that. So if you look at your pitch counts, which is volume, that's one piece of the puzzle. You also have to consider your intensity, which is how hard you throw. And if you're looking for the averages for your age group, they're out there. We'll post them on our website. If you want them, just email me. Okay, info at Crush Performance. We answer every message we get. I'll send you the youth pitcher's speed and distance. You don't have to have a radar gun. We can also measure it by distance. How far can you throw? That sort of gives you an idea of where you sort of rate in your age group. And if you're above average, you need to proceed with caution. And here's another important factor. If you are in your growth phase, uh, 13, 14, 15, 16 years of age, where your long bones are growing rapidly, you need to proceed with caution regardless of your sport. It's one of the most vulnerable times and one of the highest at-risk times for young athletes in terms of injury. And we need to manage that well as organizations, coaches, parents, and certainly athletes protect yourself. Okay? So volume and intensity when you get ready for for your season, especially uh, for baseball. All right, we're out of time. Once again, man, it flies by fast. Listen, we got to cut out. I think Angus Monkford, the VP of High Performance for the Toronto Blue Jays, for joining us next week. Crush favorite Jamie Reed the Senior Director of Medical Operations for the Texas Rangers will join us as we continue our talk, not just about baseball preparation, we'll talk about that for sure, but developmental sport. A powerful conversation coming up next week. And in the meantime, in between time, as sport is shut down, people, let's use it as an opportunity. Check out our posts on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on Twitter. We're going to be posting a bunch of drills you can do regardless of your sport to help you get better. Alright everybody, have a great week. Get out there, get better. And we'll talk to you next time on Crush Performance. Goodbye now. Don't forget to ride. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy. Radio personalities like Ian Beckles. News and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans. Experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry. Pro wrestling personality David Penzer. MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan. And strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. 